Hello, friends. This is It Came From a Basement, a show where we cover the contents of the 96 discs inside a mysterious DVD binder that has been delivered to us via the turning wheel of fate. I'm Dean, he, him. I'm Dan, he, him. I'm Roxy, she, her. Today, we are discussing the 2002 film Home Room. There were 16 shots fired in this classroom. You will find somebody to be held accountable for this atrocity. Who is that? That's Alicia Browning. We still have a student in the hospital. Deanna Cartwright, can you go see her? They said somebody might come to visit me today, but they always say that. Let's get one thing straight. I'm not here because I want to be. I'm here because they're making me. I just wanted to ask you a few questions about a student you have named Alicia Browning. What the hell happened to this girl? Why do they still have you here? When you, like, cracking up or something? I need your help. You're the only person she talks to. That gun had to come from somebody. The police came to see me last night. I think they want to arrest you. You have no idea how bad it's really gonna get. something that as adults we hope you don't have to deal with until you're much older what's that that there is very real evil in this world and a lot of times evil wins i don't know why it had to happen here it, it's homeroom Two words. Two. I know. I tried to. I tried yeah. and failed to separate it. <laughs> I, I was just making sure that the listeners Home knew. Room. Home. Room. Odd title for this film. Yeah. Although not really. I guess. I guess it is the the room where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this Hamilton now? Yeah. What is this, John Bolton's... Yeah, is this John Bolton's <laughs> tell-all? John, John Bolton's, Bolton's tell-all tell that he stole from Hamilton, <laughs> the title of which. It is. It was pretty weird. Like, I think I watched Hamilton on Disney+, Plus, and then, like, the next day went into work and noticed that uh, book. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude, this dude went to go see Hamilton yeah. and then had a funny idea. <laughs> I love... Can uh, we talk about how uh, many... Uh, tell-alls have come out during the Trump era, all of which yeah. no one has given one shit about after they come out for a week. Yeah, because yeah. probably because uh, they just tell, like, all that everyone everything already you knows. already know. Oh, Trump's a dangerous, you know, that married Trump book. Oh, he's a dangerous racist. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah what a surprise. Right. The people who would read Hold it up. and believe it already knew that stuff, and the people who would read it or not read it and not believe it are saying it's lies. Like, Right. I did read the uh, the foreword to uh, Michael Cohen's book is online, and uh, that was pretty interesting. I'd read that. Wait, is that coming out? Yeah. 
uh, is he going to say some real stuff? I mean, based on the foreword, it was pretty uh, interesting. He talked about how he just kind of talked about, like, I'm pretty much the only one who, like, knows who Trump is as, like, a human being. So he said, like, you kind of have to understand that that's my perspective, is that, like, I knew him for quite a while. So, hmm. like, I can see... He said, like, right now he's being the most gen or the worst version of himself. Like, there was a good part where he said, like, Trump can be generous. He's not a generous person. Trump can be, I forget what else he said, like, but, you know, he can be caring. He's just not caring, you know? And, wow. Like, right now, throughout this whole presidential thing, like, he's like, well, he's just turned into the worst version of himself. Uh, and then he's just going on, you know, the whole thing was him being like, well, as my life was collapsing and I was afraid for death threats and, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It, He's just framing it as, like, the first day before he, uh, or the day as he was showing up to testify, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, this dude's life seems like shit, but, you know. Well. It's all self-inflicted, and he, that that was the thing, you know, he talked about that, like, yeah, this is, you know, I've done some shit. I I was the person who, you know, did all the shit that Trump, you know, talked about. He was the guy, so... Uh, there's one other, there's one other salient point I thought in the forward, and now I can't remember what it was. Did he steal his oh, I title think... from Hamilton? No, <laughs> I, not that I'm aware of. I actually forget the title of it. The one thing I did think was interesting was that he pointed out that Trump had no friends. And I think he wanted that to be a thing where he's like, this is the type of thing you have to understand. He had no friends. There's, like, no one he could, like, talk to like, other than me for, like, his life. Like, that's the kind of person he is. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm I don't... surprised. Yeah, I don't not see that. Like, what, does he just have, like, associates and people that he pays? Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds about family right. family who don't like him, really? Family that he... that who don't like him and who he pays? Yeah. But it seems like it could be an interesting book to just, you know, I want to hear what that guy has to say. Yeah. I think this is a really great conversation to start this episode out with because I feel like this might be a little political, this episode of ICFAB. Yeah, it could. There's it could. a chance. We might talk about some, some extremely still relevant things, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, some big issues because this is a big issue kind of movie. It's a it's a, it's an ABC, ABC after school special kind of movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, like, you would... This is a type of movie that... Um, I could see, like, teachers put this on. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I would have not have a good time if they put this on in my fucking... Imagine having to watch this for three classes in a row because it's that <laughs> long. Yeah, it is really long. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is long. Um... And we'll get into that, I suppose. Uh, it is written and directed by Paul F. Ryan. Uh, he made this and a short called The List. Uh, it stars Busy Phillips as Alicia Browning. Uh, Busy Phillips is best known for her role in Freaks and Geeks, Dawson's Creek, Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, Jason Nash is Married, and Vice Principals, among other things. Uh, Erica Christensen plays Deanna Cartwright. Uh, She was in How to Rob a Bank and 10 Tips to Actually Get Away with It, I'm in Hell, 
Veronica decides to die and my boyfriend's dogs. Um, <laughs> Victor Garber plays Detective Martin Van Zant. Yeah. I had three wives. I'll never get to heaven. Alias Kung Fu Panda 2, Sicario, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, and Kleptomania. Uh, Raphael Sbarge plays Detective McReady. Uh, back to Hannibal, The Return of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, Independence Day, uh, Star Trek Voyager, he plays Michael Jonas, uh, who I believe is one of the Maquis guys that, um, Seska is with. Oh. I think. I'm, I'm, uh, I think. I'm pulling this out of my ass. <laughs> cool. Shiloh 2, it's Shiloh season. Uh, <laughs> Avatar, The Last Airbender, uh, he was in Mass Effect as Kaiden Elenko, uh, oh. and Once Upon a Time, he's Jiminy Cricket. The and... guy you always choose to die in Mass Effect? Yeah, the yeah. guy that you kill off <laughs> yeah. in the first game every time. Yeah. Uh, nice. I, I, I would assume he's in all three, right? Probably. I think <laughs> like, so. But I've never seen him past the first one. Maybe yeah, they I'd... didn't get him back because no one, no one kept him Zero percentage players kept him I didn't him like on. the alternative either. Ashley, was that her name? Ashley was a huge racist. Yeah. Uh, so she that's probably why, <laughs> that's probably why um, people didn't choose her. Um, but you know, if you bring her to all three, you can give her a little character arc, a little uh, de-racism, a de-racism character arc. Mm -hmm. If you play her consistently all the way, um, they're the only two. It's really funny how they're the only two bad uh, companions from the first game because the rest fucking rule, right? Mm -hmm. Tally, yeah. Liara. Garrus and Rex are all fucking top-notch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just the one that you have, like, such direct input in. Yeah, yeah. the one that... Two of the ones that you're supposed to, like... You literally are supposed to have a heart-wrenching choice over who to, like, toss into the grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's really one of these two. It's like, yeah, okay, uh, whatever. I heard... I've heard rumors that they might, um... They might be doing a... Uh, trilogy remaster. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Apparently, it is releasing in October. This October? Yeah, supposedly, according to some. Wait reports. a minute. Why do a trilogy remaster just before the next generation of consoles? Why not wait to like put it out on the PlayStation Five or something like that? I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be one of those ones that'll be upgradable to the next generation you know i don't know i mean like halo infinite's coming out on both but mm -hmm. it's gonna you can play it on the new one and it's better so maybe it's one of those i don't know i'm just uh kind of extremely down to replay those games i would not be against replaying mass effects that'd be pretty cool they're great mass effect 2 is still like probably one of my favorite games of all time yeah i don't know if there's any game well, for me, there might be one or two that come close, but, like, 
the amount of just times in that game where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. This doesn't happen in a video game, usually, you know? Yeah. It's really the, cool. The fucking Archangel moment. Yeah. That, ugh. It's pretty rad. The fact pretty... that, like, the end of the, the whole game is like, hey, we're building to this ending. Like, we're going to talk about what you're going to have to do at the end, like, a lot. And then, like, it doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, they kind of actually pull off what they're trying to do. In stark contrast to basically the other two games in this <laughs> series. Yeah. Uh, well, I like the last few missions in Mass Effect, but it's not, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But Mass Effect 3 is kind of like a, whoa. Yeah, Mass Effect 3 is a weird game. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, anyway. I um, got about 10 minutes into Mass Effect Andromeda. I Me too! Am, it's still on my list. <laughs> I, I have it. I stopped playing it. I, the controls are weird, and you can't... There's interfaces are all just like the ui is like i can't read any of this that's what i remember yeah that being is a big issue that is um that's a big issue with like a lot of uh games is like nothing you can't fucking read anything yeah everything is rendered for like really small like or like incredibly small displays but on Nope, I have no idea what my sentence is. <laughs> all of the the, the 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 games are all rendered for like huge displays, but somehow the text doesn't scale with the size of the rest of the game. So the text is always like really small comparison to like the game. Right. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying. It's a common problem in video games. Though, it seems that then it would get fixed. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. You know, there was what what fucking game did get patched in for like better visibility on stuff. Mm. I know there was one recently. I don't know what it was. Yeah, though. I remember. I remember being like, no one can read anything in this game, and then it got patched. Was it Death Stranding? It might have been. Which a game I do have to pick up again and finish. <laughs> yeah, I played because... that game for like thirty minutes. Yeah. Um But I do I would like to keep playing, I guess. I think I I'm... got to a to a difficulty spike, like stuff like there was more combat being introduced and I was like, Oh, this is not interesting right now and I put it down and then That doesn't even sound up. like a fun thing to do in that game. Yeah. Like even just hearing of it is like uh well, because, like, the game does so much work to, like, get you to sort of, like, be at peace, just, like, right. dragon stuff, like, around, and then and that's, like, a puzzle in itself is, like, how to maneuver, and then as soon as you have to worry about maneuvering a lot of stuff and combat is, like, oh, that's, I can't, mm -mm. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> oh, I can't. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite room. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, it's I mean, fun. it's crazy how relevant a uh, game about uh, the last uh, mailman uh, <laughs> Whoa. Has, has become. Yeah. Has suddenly become. Uh, isn't there a Kevin Costner movie like that, too? The last mailman? Isn't, like, the po postal, postal man or something like that? Isn't that a real movie? Postman always wings, rings twice? Is that what you're thinking about? <laughs> Is that a movie? Yes. 
it's a couple movies, I think. Yeah. Uh, but no, it has it has nothing to do with the Postal Service. Yeah, there's a. Is this Kevin? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner? Uh, 1997 Postman. He plays the Postman in post in the, in the Postman. Oh, he he is the. Screenplay written by he directed it and he stars in it and it's written, the the um the screenplay is co-written by Eric Roth. Hmm. That's someone? No, sorry, I'm thinking of someone else. Who am I thinking of? Eli Eric, Roth. Eric, there Bam. you go. I'm Did you see that shit about Eli Roth on Twitter? Did oh that? yeah, about the no. the set like his set practices. Yeah, yeah, that it shit was disappeared bad. real quick. Uh. Yeah, he's just quite, it's not even just, like, people talking out, it's literally people posting quotes of his, where he straight up is like, yeah, uh, on our one movie, um, you know, we, I forget what he's talking about, he's like, oh, you know, like, they hired, chick, yeah, well, they the, hired, the one thing is that literally, like, he, he had, yeah, he hired, they, uh, he talks about how to make the crew happy, you have to hire, like, really pretty, uh, stand-ins, so that everyone has someone to flirt with, and, you know, it's just so much nicer on set when there's a lot of pretty girls around, I think, is like mm-hmm. Jesus straight Christ. up what he says. Yeah. And then the other thing is him talking about how they He's shot like you got to get the, the boys to behave themselves. So they just like hire like low level hot girls to stand around and do like secretary stuff. That's disgusting. I hate that. Yeah. He also talked about how... Um, for the one movie that he's like, we shot more footage of her, this chick's tits bouncing than anything in the rest of the movie. Oh. And he literally says, it's an exploitation movie, so if you don't exploit someone, then what's the point? Oh, that's, oh my God. That's what he said. Oh, I didn't read that. Oh, yeah. that's oh, skeevy. Yeah. I mean, the other stuff was skeevy too, but like, that's... Ugh. Yeah, he just straight up says like, yeah, I, I think he references something about, he's like, yeah, you know how like some directors do like 70 takes of performances? Well, <laughs> I did 70 takes of tits. That's it's like disgusting. Wow, man. Uh, yeah, and the fact that like clearly he doesn't even understand what an exploitation movie is. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. I don't think that's why they're called that. Is because you're supposed to exploit the crew, you dumb fuck. Yeah, it's not. It's maybe more about uh, it's the content. Not worker exploitation. Yeah, dumb uh. fucking asshole. I never liked that dude. I, I always. I don't know. Nah, he seems like a like an asshole. He always seemed exactly like the douchebag in a film class that you wish would never fucking answer a question, but he answers every single fucking question, uh, y- yep. and they're all <laughs> stupid, and uh, it looks like I was right. Fuck this guy. Any person who sets out to remake their own movie but make it exactly the same <laughs> is a psychopath. Mm. I think... Interesting. Like, Cabin Fever, he executive produced the, the sequel, which is... Apparently, I haven't seen the first one, but I have seen the, the remake, and it's like shot for shot the first movie, just made by a different director with different people in it. But it's shot for shot the same movie. Hmm. It's like that Psycho remake. <laughs> it's yeah, like that... the Psycho remake, but that's but that Psycho remake already proved whatever point it needed to by existing and I don't think we needed to try again with Cabin Fever. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was trying to make a point with it. No, I just I think know. he felt like it needed to be remade for some reason. Can I uh can I cycle back to The Postman cuz I want to read the description yeah. of that movie sure. to y'all cuz it's weird. 
It's set in the post-apocalyptic and neo-Western version of the United States in the then near future of 2013, 16 years after unspecified apocalyptic events, starting with the breakdown of society through hate crimes and racially motivated attacks by a militia-like group, progressing Uh to war, followed by plagues that collectively Mm -hmm. left a huge impact on human civilization and erased most technology. The film follows the story of a nomadic drifter who stumbles upon the uniform of an old USPS mail carrier um, and unwittingly inspires hope through an empty promise of a restored United States of America and starts his path to become a national hero. Oh. Like, hey, that's if we... Death Stranding. And oh, now. Yeah, also it's right now. Like, if this happened tw- 10 years from now and there's a dude who's going around delivering the mail, I'd be like, that's my favorite person who's ever lived. Yeah. Kevin Holy Costner. Shit. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner is a prophet. Yeah. Oh no. Maybe we're gonna get a. Um, maybe this election will end with one dude deciding it. Like his his pivotal role in swing vote. Oh, <laughs> uh, no? I was. <laughs> no, no. I saw uh, that in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe that would be interesting. I suppose. Uh, I was just worried. I wonder about... how many people have ever dropped uh, that movie and hoped for a big pop. <laughs> <laughs> I expected something. <laughs> I don't think I've ever I got heard nothing. of it. Yeah, what movie is it? Swing, Swing vote? vote. Swing vote. I don't think I've ever heard of this movie. He is. He plays a dude who who the doesn't. US... Who hates oh, politics. Yeah. He hates politics, and his daughter really wants him to be politically involved. And he says no. So during a presidential election, she sneaks into a voting booth and reg- and like votes as him. I don't know, like I forget exactly the mechanism behind that, but the voting machine is turned off while the vote is inside of it, so it's not recorded. And the election is a tie, and they need his state's electoral college votes, but the popular vote of the state is a tie. So then they realize that there's still one uncounted vote, which will break the popular election in the state, which will break the electoral college votes. Uh, Do you want to know who he's voting between? Yeah, so then he doesn't care about politics, so then both the presidential candidates have to personally appeal to him to get get him to vote for them. Do you you want to know? (laughs) What? Yeah, it's Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. And Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper the plays the Bernie Sanders equivalent. What? Yeah, he's yeah. like a he's like a green, like an independent his running as a Democrat. Donald, like, still like his name is Dennis Donald Hopper. Greenleaf. What's his name? Donald Greenleaf, the Democratic yeah. candidate. Wow. And, and Kelsey Grammer plays president incumbent Republican Andy Boone. Yeah, with Stanley Tucci as his chief of staff or something or is running me i forget which the one. campaign manager his campaign manager and then uh the, i was reading the plot synopsis the other day for some random reason holy shit nana they visitors like... in this movie who nana visitor kieran arise oh really yeah she plays Fuck. uh dennis hopper's wife oh shit <laughs> wait nana visitor plays dennis hopper's wife yeah <laughs> Ga- <laughs> galena, a sentence galena green costner film um, it, Whoa, I gotta watch this movie. It, uh, Can you imagine Dennis Hopper? I, I'm still blown away by the idea of Dennis Hopper presidential candidate. Yeah. That must be the most <laughs> wild fucking holy. Is he like Dennis Hopper in that movie, or is he just like a subdued, not Dennis Hopper? Um, I don't remember. Damn. 
it's been quite it's been um let's see how many years it's been 12 years since i've seen it uh-huh. so it's been quite a while yeah, uh dennis hopper could pull some of that like blue velvet energy into a debate <laughs> stage scene holy yeah. shit that's what i want to see holy um shit yeah uh i this this the synopsis talks about how they by trying to appeal for him the parties end up switching sides in a lot of issues like the republicans become pro-gay and uh the democrats become pro-life and anti-immigration oh my god because they're just trying to get this one dude to vote for him them and he doesn't care about any of this so he keeps just saying shit that like they keep like misinterpreting it's oh my god fine i guess i don't know uh, <laughs> we're devoting a lot of time on our podcast <laughs> about swing vote on a school shooting themed episode. I I thought you were uh I thought what we were worried about Kevin Costner being a, a prophet. I thought we were worried about Waterworld. <laughs> well, I think that goes without Yo, saying. Uh, Waterworld kind of fucks. Yeah, I so I've heard. I used to, that was on TV a lot, and I. Watched it from the same point every goddamn time because I could never see the beginning of that fucking You just movie. turned it on and it was always, uh, like, the same moment. Yeah. That's, like, th- thinking back about, like, how the world used to be and with, like, TV and commercials. hmm One, it's just weird to try to reimagine that. And two, it's always odd how, like, many movies, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that on TV. But never all of it and only the same parts 150 mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Such a unique, Jack- like, mystical Jack Black is in it. thing. Also, Dennis Hopper is in it as the deacon. Oh, yeah. Dennis Hopper's the bad guy. And Kevin Costner is the martyr. Kevin Costner's cool got name. fucking gills. Is uh, Kelsey right. Grammer in it as well? I don't think so. Is Nana Vis- Visitor in there? It's been like 20 years. Uh, no, unfortunately. Mm, that's a do shame. You know, do you know it was the most expensive movie made at the time? And yes. also, there's still a theme park ride running in yeah. Universal Studios. Yeah, based on it, it's still going. It was the biggest flop of like all time, specifically because of how much it cost to make. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, tell us to watch Waterworld oh, on our please. Patreon. If you yes. sign up for our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash It Came From a Basement, you can possibly give suggestions to our other show. It came from a patron. Ikfap, uh, Ikfap, as we're calling it. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the future of, um, the world, uh, at large, of through, specifically through the lens of Kevin Costner films, uh, please email us at it came from a basement at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at BasementCast and check out our website. It came from a basement.com. Um, if you have a moment, you know, go give us a rating on Apple Podcasts uh, and find us wherever you're currently listening to us. It's probably a good I'd place to start. Find us where you're already listening to us. Yeah. Like if you're hearing <laughs> it, you've found us. So, uh, you know, yeah. I think you're on top of that. Um,. What's homeroom? How how do we describe can homeroom? I, can I pitch something real quick? We can yeah, cut yeah, this yeah. out, maybe. No, go ahead. Um, I just had an idea of doing. Dan, like a, we don't a, cut a bracket, anything out of this fucking show. A bracket turn. <laughs> Listen, 
Imagine a bracket tournament for uh, we could expand this beyond the parameters of the single individual, but mm-hmm. uh, a Kevin Costner character death match. Huh. Okay. Like I just want like who would if you took all of Kevin Costner's characters and made them fight it out, who would be the ultimate victor? How do you seed that? I don't know. Maybe also, uh, he has a do you lot just of go? Do you just go like cr- chronologically in terms of his filmography? Maybe you bounce back and forth, like, like, oh, like a an early Costner versus a modern Costner, yeah, and then you just do it like alternating. Maybe that's probably the best way to seed it. He's I mean, no... it would probably end up just being like Robin Hood and yeah. the Waterworld guy fighting, right? Yeah, that's well, just what I'm could... just saying. I wanted to see that, or I, I wanted to discuss if seed, how if Robin seed Hood works would out. fight a uh, water guy. Jonathan Kent is one mean motherfucker. <laughs> That's true, but he's also quite willing to throw his life away for fucking nothing. That is true. So maybe he'd just, like, be part of the fight and be like, you know what, Clark, I need to die for this. He plays Wyatt Earp in a movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. Some Wyatty. Um, he's in a few westerns. He's got a few. He's open range. He plays a pretty badass guy. Yeah. Plays Elliot Ness yeah, in it's true. The Untouchables. Elliot, he does. He blows away a lot of motherfuckers in that movie. Yeah. He's in a Tony Scott movie. Last and if I know anything about Tony way. Scott movies, and it's action-based. Which uh, movie? Wait. He's in Revenge by Tony Scott. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, I'm not either. Uh, Field of Dreams. Hits him with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dances with Wolves. He's in a lot of shit. He's in a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a good candidate for this. I didn't know Kenneth Branagh directed a Jack Ryan movie. Kenneth yeah. Branagh needs to slow the yeah. fuck down. He's <laughs> he needs to he needs to pick a lane because he's all over the place and I think it's dragging he's, his his style down a bit. Yeah, it's he's literally the guy you get to launch a franchise that you want to not get launched. Yeah. Like you want to die in the grim. Can we uh, talk about Artemis we're waiting Fowl? For, we're waiting for um Death on the Nile to, to pop off. That's yeah. true. I don't know why it hasn't yet. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to come out in December, but it got delayed. Uh, okay. I just mean, like, stop making Artemis Fowls, keep making Agatha Christie's. Yeah. I Did Did y'all see uh, Orient Express? No. Yeah, I did. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It's like a fun movie. Yeah. I thought it was okay. It would be a good primer for a Knives Out double feature. Yeah. Good casts. Although not, I would say, one has the cast pop quite a bit more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kenneth Branagh should not be known as the Shakespeare dude. I feel like he's known as the Shakespeare dude, but he's done probably more non-Shakespeare movies at this point. Right. Like, Like when he was getting big, he was known for the Shakespeare yeah, cause he did Plus, a couple movies. The second he did Wild Wild I, West, it seemed like he stopped doing Shakespeare films. Um, I think I think uh, that's more to do with his theater background, I right? Think, than his uh, film work. Mm-hmm. His, I think he we I think he made Shakespeare stuff in movies because he was the theater guy yeah. doing Shakespeare. So he just poured it over a few. Oh, his his third to last film is uh, All Is True, which is literally about Shakespeare, where he plays Shakespeare. Amazing. So, you know, that dude. He's turning into his fucking character from Harry Potter. Yeah. I, there's sort of no uh, separating them in my mind. 
He just yeah. like is that way all the time. Like this fucker did Cinderella, <laughs> Artemis Fowl, Wild Wild. Like, come on, man. Oh, he did Cinderella. Yeah, like the fifties one, the one from the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did the one. Cinderella is the only Disney remake that I've heard is actually pretty okay. I saw it and I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, Beauty and the Beast is not very good. I couldn't get through all Dumbo. I think I fast-forwarded through Aladdin. Mulan looks fine. Yeah, Mulan probably looks oh, fine. I skipped to the songs in The Lion King, and that got put up on Disney+. Plus. Nice. <laughs> Just wanted to hear John Oliver as a bird. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. I forgot that movie existed. Yeah. <laughs> what? Which one? The Lion King? Lion King, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Beyonce didn't. Beyonce didn't forget. Oh, yeah, that's true. I still have to watch that. Black is King? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Beyonce? That's all I have to say about that. Beyonce? Beyonce? <laughs> Do you think Beyonce liked being in homeroom? Like, she? you think she looked forward to the homeroom time? In school? <laughs> in, in school? Okay. Not in this film, because she's not in this movie. We want to no. make that clear. Uh, Can you imagine, I just in general. Could you imagine? Like, it's mostly just, like, a small... It's a pretty small cast... Uh, but at the end, they do go into, like, the homeroom and with a bunch of other school kids that we, I don't think we've previously seen. No. Could you imagine if Beyonce was one of them? And, like, out of nowhere, it was just like, oh, fuck, that's Beyonce. Beyonce? 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, um... how do we begin to reach the subject of talking about this movie? <laughs> This movie is two hours and 11 minutes long. It has the plot uh, of a hour 50. That's being incredible. No, it has the plot of like an hour and 10 minute movie. <laughs> Maybe. And that's, the, and I want to preface this by saying I actually kind of liked this. I thought it was competently made. I thought it was – I didn't like – it felt very derivative of a lot of other stuff and – very um heavy-handed yeah. and uh way too long but it was fine like the performances were pretty okay the plotting was if it wasn't padded out so unnecessarily uh, here's the thing is like i could tell you what this movie was about i have no idea how it was that long no i don't it doesn't make any sense because because the, the movie like goes at the right pace i think like for its thing like its own thing but I don't know why. I don't know why it took that long. There were multiple times where I paused the film thinking there is maybe 20 minutes left. And the one time I did this, there was like an hour and 15 minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really baffling. Um, I, It's just like I don't know where the time goes. Like what what – What does the yeah. movie spend time doing that it takes that long? I don't it's know. It's so – also, part of it is just uh, it's fucking boring, so it feels yeah. long. You know, that's I mean, true. If it was good, it wouldn't matter how long it is. Right. I, the, it was yeah, weird. I guess that's what we're sort of getting at. It's just like right. Yeah. It has a lot of horrific. time to do yeah, nothing. It's just like horrifically boring and redundant. I feel a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's mostly just the, the middle portion of it was just between the two girls that just had, seemed like the same scene over and over again and if they just cut all that out i've been 
probably a little more into it. Um, Mostly because, like, you you sort of get where it's going, like, almost immediately. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, this, this, uh, there's, um, a sur- uh, a survivors of the, uh, this homeroom school shooting. Which, uh, really quick, I do want to say that I think that approaching it from this angle is pretty interesting. I, I kind of like the fact that it started out in the aftermath almost immediately. Like mm-hmm. I think the I think the very beginning of the film was some gunshot sounds and like like shots through a school and then it cut to like a police officer crying as he as he like had to shoot this kid who was going on a rampage and it's like all right, well, you're being a little too kind to cops there. We've seen mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't break down and cry like that. Um well was the kid white? Oh, yeah, probably. You never see him. You never see him. Uh. It doesn't actually care about him very much. Yeah, um, the 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 actual shooter is not what the movie is really about, right? Which I think is an interesting way to tackle it. Um, it's way more about the trauma and like the 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 you know what's left over afterward. Uh, that's all. I just think it. I think it's an interesting way to handle it. I mean, I haven't really seen too many of the, like the the this type of film which is probably which is so prevalent in like the early 2000s it's a direct shooting yeah it's a direct response to columbine and and stuff so right everything Um, was like these like twisted misfit kids shoot up the schools and like what was their deal it's like yeah so this one sort of takes that that like um window and like that's where it starts but it sort of goes to its own place yeah, I I don't know if if that is like a common element of these back then starting afterward, but to me watching this, you know, where I am now, it seemed pretty interesting. I also thought like like I don't know, the fact that it never really mentioned this other dude, the dude who did it was interesting and I don't know. The characters were pretty okay as as much as I really didn't need to see 2 hours and 10 minutes of them, they, I thought they were fine. Yeah. Also, I fucking Victor Garber's great. Victor Garber's I love Victor so Garber. good. <laughs> Victor Garber comes up on the screen, and I'm like, hell yeah, that's my man from Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. <laughs> fucking love him. I, give me more of him. Yeah, Victor Garber's dope. So I'm glad that he was in this movie. Um, he has kind of a interesting role where he has to do maybe two scenes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the whole movie, <laughs> but I like watching him, so that's fine, I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, he didn't sing, unfortunately. No, Victor no Garber singing. has a nice, nice set of pipes. I don't know really, really put a we could have put a musical interlude in this film. Maybe a little bit, a little out of place. But hey, if you need to pad out two hours and ten minutes, getting Victor Garber to sing a show tune isn't a bad usage of that. Yeah, if you really wanted to push it, but they chose to go the other way, which was endless amount of scenes set in a dreary hospital room. Yeah. Uh, so Victor Garber is sort of tasked by the police chief, um, to make an arrest. Like, he wants to pin the shooting on someone who might have known about it and didn't do anything. Like, he want like, they're sort of up in a, a, an outrage of, like, yeah, they want to come. They want a strong response. Yeah, so they want to make a arrest. But they're like, "Hey, right. the kid that did it is dead already," and and Garber is just like, tasked with like, your job is on the line. 
like make an arrest from this no matter what uh so the only possible subject or suspect is the kid who did its like girlfriend or friend uh and like since they were sort of outcasts they were really only known as like their only friend um which is busy phillips uh alicia yeah um Um, yeah go ahead and so it starts out with him like he he interrogates her and I, at that point, I don't think he has the mandate to make an arrest. He's just trying to do an investigation on it. Um, and, like, she is being really coy or just not really talking about it a lot, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's, like, you think you'd be a little traumatized after that. And he lets her go, saying that she'll come to me later and, like, talk to me when she's ready. Mm-hmm. And then, like, immediately after the fucking, like, mayor was like, you have to make an arrest right now or your ass is on the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting position the the way that the adults in this film with sans victor garber for the most part reacted to this was really upsetting and not upsetting but annoying mm-hmm. like i have no doubt that maybe a lot of adults in real life has have acted like this in, in terms of like school shootings or other horrific events where like the person who was responsible was you know killed in the scene of the crime like demanding that someone else be made responsible for it but it was just like it made the movie a little bit worse because every five minutes I was just annoyed at the logic being used mm-hmm. by the characters in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think in in itself, it's fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I agree. It's a weird, like, I don't know. It's a weird movie. Yeah. It has to, like, really work to make the adults into, like, fucking very obvious bad guys in mm-hmm. a way that's like well okay i don't know yeah i feel like these movies are just fucking anytime i i don't know for some reason i feel like i've seen this exact movie about eight times i don't know why because mm-hmm. i can't really think of any uh candidates for what it could be i do know the only thing i can think of th- when i was in school we went and saw we saw this short film made by a guy who used to go at that school uh about it was about school shootings but it was actually pretty good and it wasn't like what i remember wasn't actually about the shooting so much Mm -hmm. because i I don't know if the guy could it was a student film but like it was all right he then expanded that idea into like a full feature um he actually like skyped us in class and like i didn't really like some of the answers he gave so i'm like well this movie will be interesting and then it was terrible, and the entire class walked out before it was done. Oh, oh no! Yeah, we literally. My teacher, like, I don't know how long that was left, but my teacher turned. He's like, "Yeah, you want to leave?" And we're all like, "Yeah, let's leave." Oh so, wow! It was yeah. that bad, huh? It wasn't. It just yeah, it wasn't a good movie. And then after a while, you're like, "Oh, this is like a ba- like it's a movie from the perspective of the people that are going to go on and shoot the school up." Oh. And, uh, it's kind of just all about how, like, oh, their life is, like, unfair. Oh. And, you know, like, they're real, like, messed up. And, like, they got to deal with a lot of stuff. And I'm like, okay, this needs to end. And then also it's just, like, a cloy, like a, uh, I don't know, just cloyingly stupid movie. I think the moment we left was when, like, a there was this 
shot of like an, a milk spilling or something and it was supposed to be this real symbolic thing and we're like we need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> slow motion shots of milk breaking milk glasses breaking it's like okay nah all right guys come on so i feel like i don't know there's i don't know there's something about these movies where they're trying to tackle incredibly uh i don't know me touchy subject matter but it's a lot of times handled with the subtlety of a sledgehammer yeah um yeah this one and also just like i don't know maybe asking i feel like a lot of these ask like the wrong questions or really work to make like i don't know really work to make the events sort of like bend around whatever the filmmaker's perspective is as opposed to Mm -hmm. like try to tell an honest story about like survivors and victims you know they just become like mouthpieces for i feel like people's opinions on the thing in a weird way that i don't like right yeah uh, do you think that yeah. this that this movie did that yeah, kind of i mean i think at the end when you have an adult saying like hey i'm just trying to figure out like what happened and everyone's like well fuck you like there is no figuring it out ever fuck you like i don't know mm. okay I just get a very, I just get weird vibes from, like, the sort of, I try to understand the perspective these movies are made from and what they're trying to actually, like, say, and most of the time I feel like it's, uh, not much. Right. Yeah. And it's mostly about, like, why you can't ask those questions and why it's stupid and, like, there's just, there's a weird sense of, like, intellectual superiority to these that I kind of, uh, I don't know, find Hmm. odd. No, that's interesting. I'm, um... I hadn't considered it that way. Uh, that's just how I read them, and I could be way off. I, I don't know, but that's just kind of what I get. I get very vibes of, like, why even... It, to, I don't know. This movie especially... Maybe I should rewatch it. I don't know. It just gave me weird vibes. Yeah. And I'm not I sure, mean, I'm not sure a... what I'm supposed to take away from, like, some of the stuff, but, you know. I whatever. think, and I think that, like, the movie um, also doesn't know and is actively saying, like... Like, we don't know what to, like, where to stand on, on that because um, there's so much that it could be. Right, right. That, like, why would, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right, because they do say, like, there's no way to know, like, what causes these tragedies, but it's like, well. Right, but my thing is, like, maybe there is. I don't right, know. Right, right. Like, maybe, again, it just feels like it's very, like, you guys are all so fucking stupid for even, like, trying to figure this shit out, man. It's just, like, life. There's, like, no, like, rhyme or reason, man. And it's just, like, don't you get it? And I feel like all these movies are screaming, don't you fucking get it at? Don't Don't you you get it? All right, man. You You don't get it, do you? And maybe this is just the distance from stuff like Colin Pine, and we've seen, you know. Yeah, the ramping of... The frequency right, and then, of it. And literally we can like trace back, oh, this is what they were saying online to then oh okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess there's more of just a awareness of that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it you're raising a lot of good points because I really hadn't considered it like that. Cause I think the stance it maybe was trying to take was more of like a especially in like the aftermath of it maybe focus less on why this particular person who's now dead did it and maybe focus on like helping and healing the people who survived it but i think i think you're definitely right in that 
because it's a an all-encompassing film about this type of event which happens at an alarming frequency it almost comes off as a we can't figure this out and it just is going to happen and we have to react to it kind of deal which is really gross because there are a lot of things you could do to help with it you can Mm -hmm. increase like mental health like initiative and funding and you can you know restrict gun like Mm -hmm. ownership and or especially just being more aware of like where it is in your house and how people like can access it or Mm -hmm just being more aware of like the people who are at your school or your yeah. like you know what i mean like there are a lot yeah. of different things talk can... to, yeah we have to talk to people about uh entitlement and yeah the idea that just you know yeah yeah and because you think you're owed something doesn't mean you are right and it and feels... how those feelings somehow just manifest into violence <laughs> i think is the thing that like maybe we should talk about as a culture like i don't know that's weird huh like yeah yeah and it almost feels like this movie is is almost like I think this movie probably stems from a time before those conversations were even happening and it was right, just right. more about like what is the definitive single thing that influenced this person to do this dark thing right. and and this movie is almost a rejection of that and being this there isn't it's not video games it's not this or that it's just this person and you can't really understand it and i'm sure for that time that was maybe revolutionary but like looking back on it now it's almost like hey no that's not the answer at all that's actually the exact opposite right i definitely think there's a reading of this film that is sort of about like uh about there's a reading where you can say this movie is like um trying to say that we should frame these stories around the victims and not about endlessly sort of questioning the motivations because it did happen you know what i mean like i think that's Mm -hmm. kind of the thing the movie's saying like well whatever the reason is it happened and maybe like what we should be focusing on isn't it should be the people left in the wake of the event Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know the why of the event but i also Uh but sometimes i feel like it comes off a little like i don't know i don't know it's it's just a compli- I mean, it's a complicated subject matter, and how you approach it is, you know, uh, tough. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, in yeah. in its effort to come across as a little more understanding of the victims, it seems like it comes across as we're wiping our hands clean of this issue because we can't we can't figure it out. Um, maybe, and and maybe that's just like some of the again the fact that I feel like this I could be bringing other stuff into it. I mean. That movie that we walked out of, like, was, I think, like, morally, like, awful. So maybe, and I, and I, I don't know. I feel like that just colors how I view a lot of this stuff because it's, we watched a lot of fucking school shooting movies in class, like, for a week, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know why. It wasn't, like, on purpose. Did you watch this? No, no. <laughs> we watched, we didn't even watch, like, full movies. We watched, like, a scene from uh, Elephant, Gus Van Sant's Elephant. Hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, I think we watched, like, one other, like, short film that was about it that handled, that was pretty good, too. Hmm. And then we watched that other short film of the kid from school and then <laughs> fucking had it interviewed him and then said, fuck this kid's movie. That's, that's very funny. Yeah. That's he really gave weird advice. Uh, he, it was very, like, ugh. But, I mean, I guess it's working out for him. He had a movie in theaters, but the only eight people that went to see it walked out halfway through, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a great track record. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so the plot of this movie actually is... Yeah, uh, that has nothing to do with the plot of this film. Yeah, the plot of the movie is Alicia is sent by the principal to um, go visit uh, one of the, like, people who were injured in the shooting. Uh, Which... This, this girl, Deanna, got, like, a bullet through in... her skull. Yeah, her. hold on. The bullet entered her head and curved around her skull but stayed underneath the skin if i Ooh. am understanding what how she explained it correctly yeah i think that's what she said she got hit and then it got like lodged in her head but it's still ca- like the momentum carried it around her head yeah which is <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy and yeah, incredibly yeah. like visceral when you explain it happening yeah especially because like like that that's where all the nerves in your head are they aren't in your brain they're in your fucking skull and the skin so you feel that um also the whole plot is like baffling off the bat because she for like numerous reasons she this this girl survived the shooting with along with some other people and no one is seeing her at all no one which is weird off the bat, a weird choice to make in writing this film. Second of all, the principal is enlisting the help of the only person left and someone he has some leverage over because he can keep her held back if she doesn't agree to this um, to help him out. But she's also the only person who was at all friendly with the shooter. And he has to know that because the police know that. And how else would the police know if something some of the principal wouldn't know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think he, isn't he the one that probably told them? Yeah, I, mean, I think there it a is. Scene where they're like questioning, like who you know, give us a list of suspects. And he's like, well, it could probably only be this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so think it like, could be misremembering, but I, I'm pretty sure you're right. And so there's already like a disconnect from like a logical reality there because I don't think this kind of situation would happen. And maybe it's just that this principal was like, this kid has a good heart, and she didn't have anything to do with it. And I think that she could grow a lot from having interaction with this survivor too because he knows that she has some trauma in her past maybe i don't know but in any case it's a whole weird situation off the bat yeah i think so she's like she's held back a year like um so like he dangles graduation like uh in front of her for like she doesn't want to go and visit this popular girl uh supposedly that she doesn't want to talk to um so, oh, you're saying that Busy Phillips wasn't cool with that other character? Yeah, <laughs> you're saying that like she wasn't uh, friends with her off yeah, the bat. They weren't friends. She's she is fucking brutal in this movie. Yeah, she's yeah. like really mean. Like all like kind of to the point where it's like, oh, I don't, I want bad things to happen to her now. Yeah, yeah. well, like, I don't mean care to about the her. Point, like, like she walks I, into well, a, a hospital room and this girl has got like a shaved skull and a and she's like sad looking and she's, she's like having, hey fuck you she's and... having like night seizures and and, and like <laughs> uh, like nightmares and not even that but she, so she's in this hospital room and this like goth punk piece of shit girl who she must have known she cuz everyone else in the school knew that she was friends with the shooter she must know that that, that they have like some sort of friendship there mm-hmm. she walks in and the uh deandra i think that's her name right deanna deanna her face lights the fuck up 
She yeah. is so excited to see Every Busy Phillips. Every time working. she comes in. And yeah. even though all she does is abuse her, she wakes her up at one point by popping a fucking balloon. And, like, gives yeah, her, like, PTSD. shooting victim. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, you know, who talked about having fucking nightmares the whole... Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little heavy-handed at, like, how much she despised being there. And yeah, she... It's, it's... Yeah, go ahead. crazy. No, it's just... It, it really, like, I, I was pissed. This... You're fucking way too long... And you want me to watch these people, and you spend most of the time just actively making one truly unlikable. Why? And the other one, like, a genuinely good and nice person. Right. Albeit one who's a little privileged, maybe, but... Yeah, like, her main thing is, like... Her dad bought her a car. Yeah, like, check your privilege a little bit. And she right. sort of does... Uh... But even Also, then... she's got a bullet lodged in her fucking brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She also Maybe doesn't, just, like, like, not be a piece of shit to that person. She doesn't... I could understand the apprehension if she came into the conversations with the privilege inherent, but she literally is just, like, once a friend, and then the other person's like, I saw you come with your dad's car, and it's like, why are you bringing that up? She's just being nice. It's not yeah, like she's, Also, like, she just got shot in the fucking yeah, head. <laughs> yeah, also, she just got shot in the head. And it's trying to, like... it try, they, The movie... So the... The most of the movie takes place in this ho- in this hospital room where they're bonding very, oh very God, slowly. This fucking hospital room. That's very my issue with this movie is like how completely uncinematic it is because they decided to set like hours of it in the most uncinematic environment created by human beings. Right. I do love how they were like, it's a renovated hospital, so we have some reason to leave. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a library and there's like a like right, a right. garden or whatever it's just so that yeah. there's literally any variation in in scenery <laughs> like I, right. i'm sorry I, i'm gonna let you get back to your point roxy but one thing that's sort of like <laughs> there's one shot later on that really like typified to me the entire style of this movie and that's i think deanna's like having a bad i don't know she's having a bad moment or something and she drops like a Pepto-Bismol and they have like a close-up of the plastic fucking cup that you pour the Pepto into like hitting the ground mm-hmm. as though that's like a dramatic <laughs> thing that happened yeah. you know like the, like it's it, like the spilled milk the all film over thinks again. that cinematic weight needs to be given to the tiny little cup that bounced off the floor for uh, three frames and it's like oh guys like alright but to me that's like the whole thing it's just like a very don't you understand that the pepto bismol like... represents the the weight of that cup represents the weight of her soul mm. yeah the pink of the bismol reminds her of the blood of her fallen students yeah oh my god or or no no guzzles no. it down the pink of the bi- the bismol reminds her of her of her brain because she got shot her in brain the head. matter that got splayed all over the place. Yeah. The pink of the yeah. bismol is a really good band name or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the pink, the pink of the bismol. The pink of the bismol. Uh, wet uh, wap wet ass Pepto. Oh, wet. <laughs> is everyone wet. having as much fun watching Ben Shapiro just completely own himself <laughs> once again? But by saying by so saying insane. his. His doctor wife says that yeah. medically women shouldn't be getting wet. Yeah. Their P words shouldn't Their get P wet. Their P words shouldn't get wet unless oh, it was a medical a. emergency. Don't worry, my wife say... said that. Like, oh, Why? you owned yourself, bud. Why is Ben Shapiro allowed to say ass but not pussy? 
I don't know. That's well, an odd choice, Well, probably dude. because uh, uh, men have asses, so he's, like, more mm-hmm. used to it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, God, t- I could... Uh, that dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about I tr- him. I, just tr- <laughs> I know. I don't want to talk about him too much. I just... There are so many people that I genuinely don't understand how their face isn't just beaten to shit every day of their lives because they ask for it so fucking hard. He's you know? top of the list, I think. Yeah, like, how yeah. is that dude not just carry got tissues stuffed up his nose from a bloody punch <laughs> yeah. in the face every fucking day? Like, Jordan imagine, P- like, imagine, like, serving him coffee at, like, a, a shop. And he, yeah. And he's, like, yeah. and he, like, if he says literally anything, like, uncouth toward, like, a service worker... Uh, how does he avoid just getting popped in the nose every day? Yeah. I do love... Okay, we can move on. <laughs> You're right. Um, Maybe talking about this guy is just bad for your health. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I What I was going to say earlier is I was just going to say that half the movie at this point takes place in this, ho- this hospital room. Not half. 80% of this movie takes place in this hospital room with them bonding. And the other 20% is Victor Garber doing investigating? Doing, like, weird investigating that is almost non-investigative. Because, because like, as he points out numerous times, there isn't anything to investigate. Yeah, he's got no case, and he's The guy was killed on the scene, and it's it's a case closed. But he investigates, he talks to the, he talks to Deanna's parents, I believe. He talks to, um, uh... Busy Phillips's characters, uh, Alicia's uh, dad. He talks to the principal, and then the secretary is like talking about how she had a gap year. Alicia had a gap year, and no one likes her, and she's not in any cliques. Yeah, the and secretary knows the most, and the only person that he should be talking to is Alicia, and he doesn't because she doesn't want to cooperate. Well, also because he probably like yeah, because she's probably just going to say the same thing that she said before because he thinks it's probably at that end and like. He needs to find something. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, like, the principal takes him takes him to her locker, and it's completely empty. And the principal says, like, take as much time as you need or something like that, which is a pretty good <laughs> yeah. line. Um, yeah, and then, meanwhile, the other two are bonding via one method that they bond is uh, Deanna lifts up the, like, wrap that she, that alicia has on her arm to reveal that she has like a long scar on her arm from when she mm-hmm. presumably tried to kill herself like yeah and then it's like oh i get it and it's like oh, really do you really like yeah it, yeah like you're i mean one your past trauma isn't an excuse to be an asshole to people especially when they've gone through shit too Right. Uh, um, Especially when they're sitting there in the hospital with a bullet in their head. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's so crazy. She's in the fucking hospital with, like, I don't know. Just give her a fucking break. Yeah. Also, I also think it's insane that uh, the other girl, Deanna, is just, like, totally receptive to every ounce of abuse that she dishes out, too. Yeah. Like, it's a weird movie. Like, it's just, it's very odd to just watch someone be really mean to this shooting victim and then the shooting victim be like hmm, okay well and i'm like i don't know i mean i also don't know if that's part of the movie like i don't know if she has like neurological depth like i, I don't know it's just a weird movie yeah it's hard to say for sure yeah. um so this goes on for a while they for a while they 
every time every couple of scenes is like uh alicia is really mean to diana and then diana is very nice back to alicia and they very slowly i think multiple times in every scene like get a little bit more like closer yeah uh Um, they like start to be like friendly uh until at one point i think the cops uh ask um diana to like ask alicia what she knows about the shooting and specifically they want to know if she had prior knowledge of it because if she did have any prior knowledge of it she is accessory and she can be arrested um this happened i think this was the point when he came to her where i was like okay it's almost over and it was still like Mm -hmm. 40 minutes left yeah like you you were like okay she's gonna ask and then they were gonna have a friend break up and then something was gonna happen they would get back together and that's the end of the movie yeah and then no no, like an hour left of like i don't even know what happens well that does have a friend break up yeah i don't know what happens after that they have a friend break up and then, um, I don't know really anything except for there's a scene when Victor Garber goes to the mayor, um, and are you sure well, it's no, he has not a, the police chief? It might be the police chief. I don't, I don't think know. there is a mayor. The police chief, it, it might the guy be the from police Scrubs. Chief. Okay, sure. I don't know. He oh, talks okay. with his partner first, and his partner is like, "Why'd you let her go that night? We don't have any evidence, or we Kate had the Nalenko? same amount of evidence we had then, huh?" Kate, Kate Nalenko, his partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he goes to the police chief, mayor, whoever that is, and is like, um, we don't have any evidence. I know, like, you need this. You need this. This is what you keep telling me, but, I, like, this isn't going to work. And then he ha- – I forget what the actual speech is, but he has, like, a whole little speech about why this is bad, a bad idea. And he's like, here's what we're going to do. And then it, like, zooms out of the window, and you see them talking on the inside, and you're like, what's he going to do? Mm-hmm. And it turns out their plan is to – get all the survivors into a classroom to to chat it out yeah it's like huh well yeah like back well still back in the hospital the um the the girls somehow get back together because i think uh deanna tries to inject herself with like some chemicals that'll kill herself uh and then uh Alicia stops her, like, because she this was is... feeling bad, I guess, and decided to check up on her. Was this... I, be- I thought this that was before... That was after the friend breakup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, like, them getting friendly again, was, like, when she uh, helps her. Uh, okay. And then, and then... But, like, again, it feels like the movie, sh- like doesn't know what to do with itself in this part uh they, yeah they go to the morgue at one point um, oh yeah he takes like, she takes her to the morgue, to the morgue and she's like i don't remember this at all oh my god oh, it this, was that was weird. this was a fucked up scene yeah she's like the, check out like this morgue and see these dead bodies there's nothing to be afraid of here there's more to be afraid of out there than there is in here and it's like what a point are you trying to make that you that she should be glad she's alive that she should be wishing she was dead what are you talking about yeah so that was weird she's like freaked out um uh deanna is freaked out obviously and then after that she's like no i actually agree with whatever you're saying and i forget what the point was 
but then they... Deanna feels like the most easily manipulatable character. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's that's why like... this is weird too, where she like she doesn't have any agency. Like she just goes along with like by the end of the movie, she's basically like turning into Busy Phillips, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like uh, okay, like I guess you're supposed to take it like she's just I don't know coming out of her shell or sort of her perspective is changing, so she's you know her personality is just altering to reflect that. Where I don't know, I don't know. That's not how it came off to me because. I mean, maybe she does have age. I could be misremembering stuff, but... I don't... Yeah, I mean... She seems pretty susceptible to, like, you know, just doing whatever Busy Phillips' character's doing. Yeah. Uh, So then, it's like... Just, like, going with her to places. Like, let's go to the... Like, she hung out with her in the morgue. Yeah. Say no. Yeah. Tell her to leave when Wait, she's Wait, do the they bitch. have another friend breakup? Well, do they have a I second don't know. one? I think so. That's why I was confused because they have their little chat in the in the um, in, in the school and they're yeah, waiting in the for Alicia. Room. Yeah, in the homeroom, in the titular homeroom, and Alicia shows up and uh, Deanna looks like excited, but it also seems like there's a weird energy between the two of them. Yeah, because it is like months later, right? Yeah, it's like a few and they haven't later. they they haven't seen each other in the intervening months. But I forget why I forget why they friend broke up a second time. I, that's why I was confused. I I thought that that, that the breakup didn't happen yet. But yeah, doesn't um, um what's Busy Phillips's character's name again? Uh, Alicia? Alicia. Yeah, doesn't Alicia kiss Deanna at one point too? Is that yes. that cause for any friction? Yeah, there she's like you were giving me big lesbian vibes. And and then she's like, well, why didn't you just ask me? And she's like, well, you could have said no and lied about it. So this was the easiest way. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, because she was saying like, oh, I, I have something I want to ask you. And what she wants to ask her is, did she know about the shooting? But um, Alicia takes it as... She wanted to ask to kiss her. But Classic the, case of miscommunication. But yeah. then she gets mad because she obviously knows that that wasn't the case, and then um, like storms away after that. And then I think she comes back. I don't think that's a technical friend breakup. I think she mm-hmm. just like walks back like the next day, and is like, right. "I'm mad," and like nothing actually changes. I could be wrong though. Uh, so yeah, so basically the end of the movie. <laughs> It's months later. Uh, they all, all the survivors are in the room. Oh, real uh, quick, Dean. Where it happened? Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick. I feel like we should mention at because one of the revelations or big things is that uh, Deanna has like no friends, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a big deal? Because she's got a lot of. They make a big deal about she's got like teddy bears and cards and flowers and shit that people yes. send her, but it's like all fake. Yeah, like her uh, her status is is more of like what her friend her friend group is instead of her actually having close friends. Yeah. I think someone would send a fucking card though. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, <laughs> it's just I, a weird movie. It's, it's strange that like no one, uh, uh, like it's weird that no one visits her. If she's like a popular girl, um, there's, there's two things. There's two like, things here. One, I, highly doubt that if there had been survivors like in the room or got shot like literally got shot and were in the hospital for a school shooting i feel like 
my school, our school would have mandated that we that we all like signed a card or something. Yeah, yeah. There would have yeah. been a card that went around. Second of all, we would have been back in school in like two weeks. That's the thing I did want to bring up in this movie. They shut down the school for like the rest of the year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is not what would happen at all. I don't even think it would have happened like the like maybe the first couple ones that happened in the country like Columbine mm-hmm. or like Sandy Hook, but like. not at this point not when it's a commonplace like at even then it was like no this has happened a couple times they would not do that yeah yeah like this is america the school is like down and they're like oh we haven't like what are we gonna do uh and then they have like this is a better reality where they actually take into (laughs) consideration how traumatized people might be after having to witness their classmates get gunned down in cold blood inside of their school yeah and like yeah. maybe it would be a little bit hard to go back into that building after a couple weeks, so they close for the rest of the year. No, in this reality, we open we open two weeks after a school shooting, but we also open in the middle of a pandemic, yeah, because we don't give a shit. Yeah, Woo. we literally yeah we don't. I mean, I think it's pretty, you know, I think Sandy Hook was a pretty clear message to the world that uh, we don't give a fuck about our children. Mm-hmm. This country just does not care. Doesn't yeah. care. They can die, and we will do fucking nothing to change that. So, yeah, yeah. fuck them. Send them back in a pandemic. I mean, it's more fuel for the fire of the capitalism that we yeah. have to keep burning. So good. They should be happy that they're dying for us, really, because... That's you know, how the economy We're keeping turns. our ideals going, right? I mean, these are, you know... We just tough it out. We're Americans. We can get they're through no, this. They're noble so patriots. However many kids need to sacrifice. die to prove that point is totally fine. Am I the only person who thinks this is and this this is <laughs> I'm gonna maybe say no, but no, 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 but hold on, this is even this isn't even not just in terms of capitalism. There's a lot. I see a lot of people on like every single side of every political debate seem to have this either implicit or explicit like declaration that for things to work out, people will have to die. And am I like, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. If people yeah, on like say, the you're far not the only left, one there. what I'm not, I don't think you're the only one that hates that. I just, I feel like there's a lot of people even on the far left who are almost like resigned to the fact that if we want to make this country into like anything but a capitalist hellscape, we're gonna have to die for it. And I'm like, maybe we don't go in with that headset headspace. Maybe we try our best to not make that happen because if you're right. already going in expecting it, you're probably not going to prevent it as much as you could. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just a, it's a, sometimes it feels like, like, especially with capitalism, it feels like a lot of people take this economic system as like the thing you need to achieve. And the same goes for like, like I see a lot of people, especially people who like hold up like the USSR as like a model country to, to emulate. It almost feels like they're saying, Hey, this thing that we want is the thing we need to get not this thing is the best way to make people happy do you know what i mean it's like people almost hold up capitalism as like capitalism isn't what will make the most people happy we just need to be capitalist it's right right okay yeah and that's the problem i have with a lot of viewpoints it's almost as if like it's just like this doesn't work but this is what we are so right and that goes for everything it's almost as if like i'm like no, I'm only 
I'm only a self-decribed socialist because mm-hmm. I legitimately think that it will make the most people happy. I don't think socialism is inherently the best. I just think it's the best thing that would make people happy. Do you know what I'm saying? Does uh, that make sense? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I, I get I you. get what I, you're going I, for. You're not dogmatic about it's a, exactly. doctrine. It's just about, yeah, it's about what, what are the tools available that can actually make people's lives uh, better, that can actually improve quality of living, and it's not necessarily about implementing a doctrine. Yes, yeah. there you so, go. Yeah. And I think that's America's, like, if, like, honestly, if capitalism was the best solution, I'd be all for it. I wouldn't give a shit. It's I wouldn't want not. something else in place because it's not, it's called something else, but it's not. It's emphatically not. And right. I don't know. I feel like that's where we're coming from, like, in this. It's like a lot of people think that, like, it doesn't matter how many people die for this. That's the system that we need to have in place because it, it's just yeah. – it's the best. It doesn't matter how many times you can prove it wrong or what the actual situation looks like. It's the best, and you can't alter it to mm-hmm. be better. Mm-hmm. It just is the best, and that's – I don't know. Yeah, somehow uh, we've reached the pinnacle of all human systems – Hundred years, two hundred years ago, uh, we hit it, the zenith, and there is no point in even trying to discuss that matter mm-hmm. or change it or just make additions, or changes. No, I mean it's baked into the fucking constitution, but no, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah, we just have to live and die by this thing because it is the best, taken at face value without any kind of thought put into. Uh, is it maybe <laughs> questioning that right. idea? It is? I don't know. Just can't do it because then their entire identity and would fucking collapse. And what would I be without, you know, thinking I'm better than everyone because I'm an American? What would I be without my balloons? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm not... I'm in- incredibly on the left. Like, <laughs> I want to make that clear. I am, yeah. I'm all for dismantling this capitalist hellscape we have going in our country. I'm just... Yes. Yes. I'm That's always right. wary when people seem to be coming at it from a dogmatic, political point of view as when the to. when the thing is more important than the method yeah like when exactly. like the the proper noun is more important than the means to get like what the most people need yeah yeah like if you're trying to convince me that stalin was a good person i think you're coming at it from the wrong perspective <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> If you're trying to convince you that North Korea is a good, decent country to live in, I think maybe you're the one that's brainwashed and not me. <laughs> yeah, just maybe. I've seen both yeah. of those. That's pretty wild. Um. Anyway, school shootings. Uh, anyway. Uh, they, so yeah, let's get back to the, the last, school shootings. So. Yeah, the more fun, light and airy topic of school shootings. The last 30 minutes of this movie is Victor Garber gathers all of the survivors into uh the homeroom well they had graduation yes right? they had graduation they... and uh uh and uh, alicia, alicia... Like, broke down yeah because she that. was finally allowed to graduate um but they skipped this so you didn't see this right you do see it right yeah we saw this oh yeah. i don't remember that I looked yeah away. they they I think it was kind of a montage thing okay, I don't remember okay. There being yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. it was just music yeah there was just shots of like a graduation right. ceremony going on uh, so, basically, uh, he gathers them all up and just wants to be like, yo, like, tell me why you think this happened and, like, let's talk what, about it. 
what do you think? Yeah. Which is, I think, but I think this is my whole point earlier. I think that that was the important thing that this movie thought it was doing is that centering again, like centering the conversation around the victims and saying, what do you think? Because that was not a thing that anyone had really ever asked up till that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just endless TV heads talking about doom and, and Marilyn Manson, as opposed to, Hey, right. person who got shot in the head. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, not as revolutionary in and 2020. Then, and then the movie does some movie stuff. Oh, can, yeah. Can we talk about when they do their <laughs> weird, like, video games? Like, oh, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even getting to that. Um, oh. I was saying, like, it does, like, reveals. Oh, yeah. It yeah. does, like, a like twist because it's a movie. I feel like before they get to the twist, they start, like... He's trying to get at the heart of what the issue is, and this is when everyone is like, "You don't get it. There isn't there isn't anything you can learn here." What do you want to say? It's video games. You want to say it's violent TV, mm-hmm. and it's doing this weird like the camera's moving all weird and zooming mm-hmm. in on them and fading away, and they're repeating what they're saying: video games, video games, video games, and it's like super disorienting. I'm like, "All right, calm down." Yeah, like, they wanted to, to do a big like. Don't you get it? Don't, don't you, you get, get it? it? Yeah, but but um, Alicia shows up. And, um, a lot of stuff was going on. Um, they do like these weird flashbacks where it was revealed that she had stayed in the same hospital room previously before the hospital was renovated and yeah. it was a maternity ward mm-hmm. uh, cause she had a, a baby uh, yep. And that's what was like why her, why she was like part of the reason why she was held back and all that stuff. Um, did the baby die? Yeah, yeah, baby died. I I don't remember. Um, and that's why she's so. That's why she's so fucked up. And that's why she's all punk and emo. earlier. They showed an earlier yearbook of hers where she's blonde oh. and <laughs> yeah, really, yeah happy she's like and now a happy she's kid punk and now it's she's like, why is she punk it's because she lost her fucking kid god sucks <laughs> god is dead uh and Does then it, do people think that the only reason people dressed up in punk clothing was because they had a ridiculously traumatic event happen 100 like, is that okay yeah 100%. like as soon as something actually traumatic happens to you you just become interested in punk aesthetics like satan that's... takes hold yeah uh, that's it yeah, yeah 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 like you all like everyone sort of naturally starts at at like n- normie preppy but as soon right. as something bad that's happens the natural to you, state of the world yeah yes, yes. as soon as something bad happens to you you like oh i understand that uh, other aesthetic that i never have been before Right. Let's, I've stared into the heart of the abyss and yeah. it has changed me. And it has right. uh chain wallets. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so and like black and mascara. Baggy pants. Baggy pants. Yeah. Despite there's proof of like footage of me and like pictures of me like wearing like schoolgirl uniforms and like sun kissed blonde hair. Now that is no longer me. I am Yeah. That, I'm sad. that person died with my baby did i tell you my baby died it's like yeah so then that's sort of the end of the movie right like then after that they're just like 
Yeah. There's no reason, like, we don't know why this happened. Well, I think Victor Garber, they ask him, like, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, I've got, like, a young daughter, and, like... Yeah, like, how am I, I supposed to... I'd like to, to try to, like, how am I supposed to put this into words? Like, I don't know how to explain the world to her. Yeah. And I think the last moment is basically, like, well, fuck you, is, like, the sentiment of, like, the <laughs> yeah. final thing. It's like, well, too fucking bad. Right. Like, Jesus Christ. I Which... Mean, not entirely wrong, but, like, holy fuck. Yeah, the, the uh... first... The first response, fuck you, is the correct response because his generation and the police state and all this shit <laughs> is exactly the reason why we're in this mess. But also, right. maybe don't be mean about him worrying his kid is going to die. Right. Yeah, It's Victor yeah. Garber. Like, it's Victor come on. Garber. Not all cops except Victor Garber. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, because... Uh, it also is like the they drop the case like she's fine um and that's it that's the end of the movie does he get shit canned does he like is there anything that happens to his career uh, uh, I don't think does he it. does he change careers does he say like i'm doing something else now i forget i don't know i don't think i can't so. remember maybe i watched this like tuesday something yeah like i watched that. this a few days ago Feels like long. When did I watch this? I watched this. Um, yeah, when the fuck did I watch this? On the eleventh, I think. Yeah, which feels longer than four days ago. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> I, for a movie we all watched. I don't know when you watched it, Dan. But for a movie when that me and Dean watched, I think it was the same day. A movie that we watched four days ago. This is the most on-topic episode of this show yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally the the time spent between watching and recording, we lose. A lot of it, but I feel like this one was um, at least watchable to a degree that I remember some stuff about it. Yeah. Mostly. If uh, also, I, yeah, the subject matter sort of just you know. I, I feel know. like I feel like um, we've talked about this before, but if a movie is engaging enough in this binder for me to be upset with it for any reason, right? It is automatically better than everything else. Yeah. There are quite a few. There are a couple exceptions where it's so upsetting that it's worse than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> There's been but a few like, uh, too far upsets, right? Like Batman v Superman would be a godsend in this binder. You know what I mean? Like oh, one of those bad movies At that least, you get. Yeah, ups- I mean, I have feelings about it. Exactly. So I, had, yeah, I guess I had feelings <laughs> about this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was just too long. Yeah. Uh, that's it. What's our goo grade? Zero. No goo. Uh, no goo. Out of five... Uh, re- <laughs> renovated hospital rooms. Out of five non-existent get well soon cards. Out of five, um, uh, morgue morgues. Out of five stolen television remotes that you cut off from the hospital chair. Because <laughs> that was five, a thing that happened. Out of five, uh, pins that you use to hold your, uh, like, choker and stick through your ears. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Out um, of five gallons of goth hair dye. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie. I don't know a bind a binder three. 
Mine, I, I, I two, fair, yeah. two point five binder three. I had it at a three, but talking about it, I dropped down to a two point five. So I yeah. think two point five is my final answer. I'll go with that. I, yeah, yeah. Binder three is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. This yeah. is a, a a hardy binder three, which is a normal scale two and a half, or two even. Yeah. But I'll yeah I'll concede two and a half. Uh, Roxy, favorite scene? Oh, shit. I always... I don't know why it's been fucking 50-whatever episodes of this goddamn show, and I always am blindsided by this question. Yeah, I know. I know. Every time. <laughs> it's always the, oh, shit, right, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, um, there's a pop quiz today feeling like just, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, um... I want I don't know any Victor Garber scenes to really say him but he's my favorite part of this movie because he's a good actor yeah i guess i liked the moment when she yelled at the fucking therapist or nurse in the library that was kind of funny oh yeah 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 i remember that they're in the library and the the nurse is like it's time for your appointment and she's like maybe she doesn't want to go to her appointment and they have like a little argument there so i'm gonna say that yeah all right that was uh with uh jeanette uh goldstein right oh yeah 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 yeah, motherfucking uh, Vasquez from Aliens is in this movie, yo. For oh, shit. Seconds. For like four seconds, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Vasquez from Aliens. She's uh, John Connor's adopted mom in Terminator 2. She's in a few other things. Uh, Dan, what's your favorite scene? I don't fucking know. Um, uh, um. Yep. You know, that scene, the one scene I did kind of like, we kind of talked about it earlier, where uh, Deanna, like, discovers that um, Alicia has those scars. I actually thought mm-hmm. the scene in the hospital was kind of interesting, just because, uh, like, Alicia was, like, sleeping, but, like, wakes up as Deanna's doing that, and it, like, still lets her discover the scars. I thought that was kind of mm. interesting. You know, oh like right, because she, she's like she herself can't be vulnerable, but she can by inaction allow herself <laughs> to be vulnerable with her. Yeah, I thought that was actually kind of that was a pretty good scene. Until I don't know, I don't really remember what happens afterwards, but I thought that was handled kind of interestingly. I'll say that. Okay. Um, my favorite scene was when um the police chief was yelling at Victor Garber. He's like, we need to make an arrest. I'm going to bur- bur- uh, bust a fucking nut. I'm going to nut. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, he was like, uh, I'm going to, um, he was like, I'm going to like throw the book at whoever uh, and like make a really public arrest and get this closed. And Victor Garber's like, yeah, maybe you're going to burn him at the stake or something like that. He's like, shut yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I want to really quick. One thing that I forgot that we forgot to talk about really quickly was when they were bonding the two girls. Uh, one of the ways they bonded was to talk about how uh, much sex hurt the first time. Oh yeah, that was oh, a, yeah. a big. It was part. a little fun, little little conversation. Oh, there was the one scene. No, actually, I'll tell you what my favorite scene was. Uh, there was the scene where it was a flashback to how. Um, Alicia saw Deanna at school 
and yeah, like, uh, she's like rolling up in her car that says like daddy bought this like that's like the yeah, license thanks, oh, yeah. daddy. thanks daddy and uh they're blasting uh two princes by the spin doctors and it was amazing <laughs> and then she comes she says later my dad thought it would be cute like yeah um also we forgot to mention a really pivotal thing in the last scene where it's revealed oh. that uh alicia held on to the shooter during the shooting oh, to keep right. him in one room yeah, like she was there and like helped. Like, fuck, yeah. that's a huge pivotal thing that we forgot to mention. She, so that she wouldn't, she he wouldn't kill anyone else. Not, yeah, so she held him until like rescue showed up and like talked to him. So she yeah. actually prevented deaths rather than uh, caused harm herself. Yeah, I feel like she could have led with that. Uh, right. Yeah, but. Then the she's edgy and traumatized. Sure, sure. Yeah, so she's like a, a hero now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the movie. That's it. Um, If you have any questions, mm. comments, or concerns, please email us at itcamefromabasement at gmail.com. Uh, excuse me. Uh, itcamefromabasement.com is your hub for all things ICFAB. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Basement Cast, uh, join our Discord server where we have a new Blaseball channel to talk about all things Blaseball. Season four, August twenty fourth. Yeah, we're I go pies. If, I don't know if this episode will be out uh, before that. Let's see. I don't e- think it will. No, it'll it'll be yeah it'll be after. Way after that. So currently, season four or maybe five is happening. Um, hold on, let me see. Uh, <laughs> go pies. Uh, it'll Crustum. be season uh, mortem. It'll be season six. Oh shit! When this comes out, season they... six of Blazeball, baby. Yeah. Will ha- the pi- will the pies have ascended by then? I hope so. Will yeah. Sophia Pearson lead us to victory? Will Will Forrest Book Baby uh, improve uh, pitching at all? Yeah. Will uh, Mickey Woods uh, take us to home base? Go Pies. <laughs> Go Pies. Ought Crustum, Ought Mortem. Ought Crustum, Ought Mortem. Patreon. You know it. You love it. D- uh, uh, donate to our show. Yeah. When this episode comes out, we'll have already released our Mandy app. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was pretty fun. I-, I edited that to a good extent a little <laughs> bit. Put some good clips in there. Cool. Some good sound effects. Uh, oh. And our Smart House episode will have come out. Yeah. So. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we have uh, new art for our patron headers uh, by Liz. Um, that's really cool. Yes. Uh, new t- tiers and stuff that you can donate uh, to recommend us movies, media, and more. Um, are, are we going to have a retrospective coming up soonish? Uh, I think we have like this? we have, this is fifty seven. Then we have one coming up pretty soonish. 
after is it after a fucking yeah the, the craziest one yeah it is oh wait no 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 because we go one through it's one through ten yeah. i think yeah so that so it'll be it'll yeah it'll, yeah <laughs> it'll be three crazy ones in a row okay which you're going to tell the first of three crazy episodes in a second Yes. Uh, I also, uh, you can find some links to sign up for our new newsletter that we're going to try to get out uh, at the beginning of each month to sort of prep uh, listeners to what might be going on with the podcast that month in terms of what we're watching or doing and, you know, giving some uh, fun updates and other bits of entertainment. Uh, So sign up for that because that's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'd like to thank Nick Vittori for our artwork and Mike Wood for our theme song. Next time, we are watching Zone of the Enders 2167 Idolo. It is a short film uh, tie-in to the Zone of the Enders video game franchise. 2001 OVA directed by Tetsuya Watanabe. Um, it's not available anywhere in official capacity, I think, but I'm sure you, you can, can find it. Yeah, work your magic. Work your magic, uh, you competent viewer, you. Uh, and remember, friends, dwell well. well.